At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Let me tell you about American financing. Um, where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> it's such a weird question now, isn't it? He's like, I don't know. Um, vaccination prison. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I could, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Cambodia. I, I'm not sure where I find myself in five years. But uh, hopefully you will be better off with your finances than you are now. Right now is the time to go to American financing. In the next 20 minutes, you're going to understand again even more why I say, hey, you should uh, refire right now. You, sh- you should get a loan right now. Uh, you won't believe what's going on in Washington. I was on the phone with senators last night and they were like, wait, 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 What? Uh, I, uh, we had some important news to share with you. American financing does not work for the banks. They work for you. Get the lowest rate you can possibly get low, uh, uh, lock it in, do a refi. If you have to, uh, do a consolidation loan. If you can, it's American financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, Americanfinancing.net. Okay. Stu is gone for the day. So Pat Gray is in with us today. Yay. And, uh, yay! And he's always he's always no. great. He always smells like cookie cookies now. Kexy cookies. <laughs> uh, always smells like that. And I only say mm-hmm. kexy.com just because maybe I get free cookies out of it. It's possible. There is a lot to cover today. The uh, latest from Merrick Garland. That guy should go away. Oh, and I'm going to start with a Washington Post editorial. And if you only read the Washington Post, you might think, oh my gosh, these Republicans are crazy. But good for you. I don't only read the Washington Post. Something was brought to my attention a couple of days ago after the show. I was gone yesterday. Uh, It is now broken in the news. I was on the phone last night with senators talking about something that, honestly, they could not believe when they first heard it and then started doing homework and texted back going, oh, my dear, you've got to be kidding me. I'm going to share that in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. So what do the First and Second Amendments, veterans and first responders, and the sanctity of life all have in common? Well, two things. They're all under attack by the left, uh, and they're all things that we hold dear. Oh, and there's a third thing. They're all things that Patriot Mobile helps out every single day by fighting for and donating a portion of your bill when, they switch, when you switch over to their service. It's 2021. 
Get out of the major mobile companies. If you still are with a major mobile company, why are you doing this? They are with all of the things that are going on. You know these massive corporations are selling you out. This is one of those occasions where you do have a choice, and we all have to stand together. Patriot Mobile is the only conservative Christian mobile carrier in the country. They are on exactly the same cell towers as everybody else, so you get the same great service, and it's half the cost. Most importantly, you are sending a message that I'm not going to pay for your service anymore and have you work against everything that I hold dear. Switch now. Please do it now. There is strength in numbers, and we have to start. Here's a parallel economy. I've been saying for the last few days, we need to start building a parallel economy. That means we have to have some place to go that is is uh, still working when they tell us we can't do things anymore. Patriot Mobile is part of that. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Go there now or call 972-PATRIOT. All right, I want to start with the opinion piece from the Washington Post today, all right? Uh, Sola Almorova, do you know who she is? Pat, do you know who she is? Uh, She is the nominee to be the head of the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency. And she's essentially a communist. Okay, do you know, why? What do you know about her? Uh, She wants the Fed... She wants banking to be completely different. She okay. wants deposits uh, to be with the Fed, uh, I believe, and she wants virtually everything to come from the Fed. Okay, so you are well informed mm-hmm. on this, um, much more so than most people. Most people will say she wrote a paper about Karl Marx in school because she was uh, educated mm-hmm. in uh, the Soviet Union, and she won't turn it over in Republicans. That's what most people know about her. Yeah. She is now this is this is from the Washington Post. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to read highlights. The Cornell University law professor is a well-respected scholar in the financial system with both government and private sector experience, including a stint in the Treasury Department during the George Bush administration. What a surprise. She is, moreover, a woman of color and an immigrant born in what was then the Soviet Union and is now Kazakhstan. Boy, you remember when the press and the Washington Post said that about Melania Trump? And they were like, hey, let's not be mean to her. Uh, She's an immigrant. But instead of attracting bipartisan support to oversee regulation of the nation's largest banks, Amarova is mired in nasty controversies over her education in the Soviet Union and her most innovative ideas on how to reform banking. Her progressive supporters believe, with justification, these tempests are ginned up to disguise the financial sector's real objection, her tough approach to banking regulation. Okay. So they go on and on and on and on and on about how critical these Republicans are and how wrong this really is. I want to give you a couple of things. Uh, And I'm going to give you quotes from her. Now, they will say, well, that's when she was just a professor. Well, yeah. But let me ask you something. If you had a professor who was saying, you know what, January 6th was justified, and I think they should have gone further. I think they should have gone and burned the entire place down to the ground. 
Now, this is just an educational exercise. Do you think anyone would seriously believe that? I wouldn't even believe that the professor was saying that that was just an exercise. These guys are not engaged in critical thinking. All right. Critical thinking. If critical thinking was alive and you were in an you were in economics class. I could understand if somebody says, what about abolishing the Fed? What about abolishing all of the banks? And it was critical thinking where you would have to argue for and against. That's not what's happening here. These people shut everyone down who is against them. They are teaching what they actually believe. And this is what she actually believes. The Federal Reserve should be the monopoly provider of retail and commercial deposits. The Fed should perform national credit allocation. The Federal Reserve Bank of New York should intervene in investment markets whenever it thinks prices are too high or too low, shorting or buying a wide range of investments accordingly. So the, the Federal Reserve, a shadow bank, we know who they are because there's only like five banks left and we know that the five, there are five banks in the Fed that make up the Federal Treasury or the, uh, the uh, Federal Reserve. So we can guess who they are. They're now saying she's now saying that we should just drop the front and those banks just become one big bank. Okay, too big to fail. One big bank and it's under the Federal Reserve. However, this would be able to perform credit allocation. So it would be able when it sees the stock market going up, they can short certain stocks to make the stock market go down. They can buy certain stocks to make it go up. So the free market is completely dead. If they started to see that solar panel companies were going down in stocks, in stock prices, they would, of course, rush in to fix that because they believe that solar panels uh, need to be done. So the free market is dead. However, she also says the government the government should sit on boards of directors of private banks with special powers and disproportionate voting power. The new federal bureaucrats should be set up to regulate financial regulators and carry out national investment policy, national investment policy, and in general, um, uh, watch over the banks. On the liability side of the banking system, quote, I envision the ultimate end state where the central bank accounts fully replace rather than compete with private bank accounts. In her paper, The People's Ledger, How to Democratize uh, democratize Money and Finance on the Economy. On the asset side, quote, she lays out a proposal for restructuring the Fed's investment portfolio and redirecting its credit allocation power, leaving the asset side free to serve as a tool of the economy. The key is, she writes, eliminating private bank depositing, taking function and giving the Fed new asset side, uh, side tools of shaping the economy. In her paper, Too Big to Fail, she says an expansion of the Federal Reserve's so-called open market operations to encompass trading in a wide range of financial assets. If, for example, a particular asset class, such as mortgage-backed securities or technology stocks, rises in market value at rates suggestive of a bubble trend, 
Then the Fed's trading desk would start shorting these securities. Also, a, quote, national investment authority would be charged with development and implementing a comprehensive strategy of national economic development, end quote. In the climate crisis, she says the NIA, quoting, will act directly within markets as a lender, guarantor, market maker, venture capital investor and asset manager. It will use these modalities of finance in uh, in a far more assertive and creative manner. End quote. She also says that there needs to be, quote, a public interest council which would have special status outside the legislative and executive branches. The council would comprise primarily of academic experts, and it would have a broad statutory authority to collect any information it deems necessary from any government agency or private market participant to conduct targeted investigations, end quote. And then she says, we need a new golden share mechanism. And the government would hold the golden share. The government, special, exclusive, and non-transferable corporate government rights in privately owned enterprises. And as a holder of the golden share, the government could have disproportionate voting power with respect to the election of the company's directors and various strategic decisions. This ability to affect directly a private firm's substantive business decisions without holding a controlling economic equity stake. It's particularly promising feature of the golden share. Now, that doesn't seem like something that people should panic about. That doesn't seem too far off the beaten path, does it? Back to the Washington Post. Are we really supposed to believe that the Trump appointee at the Fed is running a long con to bring down the nation's backing a banking system. Here's a better explanation. Major financial interest and their Republican allies want no part of her because she is a secret communist, not because of that, but because she is in an informed critic of the current financial system. I don't know anyone who is more knowledgeable about banking law, says a professor at the University of California. I imagine some people aren't going to like it. Now, the uh, the 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 story here on the other side uh, from The Washington Post is that Donald Trump he put somebody in there who who was, quote, a gold bug. And this is not fair play. You put a gold bug in, you put somebody who's not a gold bug. No, a gold bug. A gold bug means you want to return to the gold standard. Now, that has serious ramifications, but at least keeps things stable. And it's part of the system that has been around since the beginning of time with the Bible. That's different. Somebody saying, you know what? We should be more conservative with our money. We should maybe consider going back to the gold standard. That's different than somebody coming in going, you know what? We should scrap all of this and try what they did in the Soviet Union. That's, that's not comparable. We are... We are sitting at the tipping point. There are three things that 
are right now being voted on. And if they go through, I don't believe there's a way back to the America that we know. And they're all going to happen, I think, before Christmas or not happen. And every single Republican, every single one of them should walk out, walk out. If any of these things look like they're passing, they should walk out. They need to let America know where we are and where we are is trouble because of these three things. And I'll tell you what they are in 60 seconds. So let me tell you about Stephen, who wrote in about his experience with relief factors. Stephen lived in pain with his legs for about 50 years, and it got to the point where it would take him 10 to 15 minutes of struggling just to be able to get out of bed and walk in the morning. That's horrible. One day he heard about relief factor on the radio. He decided to give it a try. Stephen wrote in, after two days, I was 50% better. After a week, 80%. Now I walk two to three miles a day. I stopped taking Relief Factor once for three days, and the pain started back. I'm sticking with it. Stephen, that's exactly what I did. I was like, well, maybe it's just that I'm feeling better. It has nothing to do with this magic pill. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I stopped taking it, and it came back. Relief Factor, not a drug developed by doctors. 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to order more. Try the three-week quick start trial pack for $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com now, 800-500-8384. It's 800-500-8384. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay, there are three things that you need to know. First, this Treasury nominee, the comptroller of the currency, must not be installed. She must not go through the Senate with their approval. She must not get into that position. Make that very clear to your senators. Two, the the uh, reconciliation bill. Well, we got it down to $1.9 trillion. Oh, okay, good. This isn't about money. It's not about money. It's about control. Everything in it, everything in it that is not talked about is a piece of a machine that will make this financial nightmare possible of total control. This is just the second half of the modern monetary theory. The first half is you can print as much as you want without ramification. Well, what about inflation? See, modern monetary theory, part two. If you control all of the spending from individuals and you can control the markets and how much each company produces, you can control inflation. Well, That's central planned government in control of everything. That is not America or anything close to it. All of those pieces, the critical ones, are in that infrastructure bill. That bill must not pass. The third thing is this this lie about climate posing an emerging threat to the financial system. It is not. This is yet another red herring. All of these things are now red herrings. 
when you look at what is uh, what is happening and what uh, the president put into action himself and don't take it from me, take it from the Biden administration. You can go to whitehouse.gov and look at what he released last week, last week on a Friday. You should start watching what's happening on Fridays because they're dumping everything out. He put into a system uh, of the Great Reset. It is it is a four step process for ESGs. They are now the companies. Banks have already started ranking companies for ESGs. What is your environmental score? What is your social justice score? Uh, What is your governance score? They started doing it as a help for you if you wanted to invest in green companies or companies that thought like you. Uh Uh-huh. No, they did it because that's part of the government control that is coming. And the government control is now here. It's a finance initiative that was put through the president's office. And it will, let me see if I can say here, um, uh, it will help. ESG issues that will factor into your scoring everything from does the company just pay minimum wage or do they have a strong workforce culture or how are they on gender diversity? But that's also has to do with um, these mandates. These mandates that are in the uh, reconciliation bill must not pass. So don't get dis- don't get sidelined and don't get confused on oh wow well they're only doing 1.5 that thing can't pass at a dollar it cannot pass at a dollar because we are truly at the end game this is it you put this structure in and they have control you think You have to worry about it now because there's a suspected mandate for vaccine that is coming. And look at how all of the companies are reacting. The companies are saying many of them that don't want the mandate. They're saying it's just too costly. I can't I can't do anything else. Look at the situation of saying that you're pregnant and you don't want to take the vaccine and you already have the antibodies. In California, you used to be able to go to a doctor and he could give you a medical release. But now the federal government has sat on these doctors so hard, they can't write that release. Even though that's what they say they think is right, they can't do it. When the government has complete control of everyone's financing, how do you think it's going to go for freedom? How are you going to possibly fight I'm telling you, every Christian, every person who believes in the Judeo-Western culture, every single person that believes in liberty, everybody who sees what once you control all of the economy, there is no dissent. You better stand up now. Now. Call your senator. Make sure the office of the comptroller nominee is not passed and no reconciliation even at a dollar. Stand up. This is the Glenn Beck program. It can happen while you're sitting at your kid's soccer game. 
while you're there or in the shower or sitting at meeting at work could be stuck in traffic completely minding your own business it can happen without you even knowing it cyber criminals could be stealing your identity and your money at any given moment whether you're paying attention or not that means it's time to get LifeLock. Important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives every day we put our information out at risk on the Internet. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats, and they will send you an alert. Plus, you have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. That's way better than in the old days where you were pretty much on your own. LifeLock does this. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions, but they're the best in the business. LifeLock by Norton. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year when you use the promo code BECK. It's 1-800-LIFELOCK. Call them now, 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com promo code BECK Don't forget to use the promo code GLEN to get $10 off your subscription at blazetv.com So the big story of the week to me is the financial sector and what is going on because I think that is the biggest cage that has been uh, built the closest to being finished and the one that is uh, closing the fastest. That is the one that uh, dismisses the inflation that you're paying. Uh, this is the one that will affect your paycheck the most and your freedom the quickest. Pat Gray is joining us uh, mm-hmm. today, filling in for Stu. What's the biggest story of the week for you? Uh, wow, that's hard to say. There have been... There- there have been so many uh, stories about how our freedom, our freedoms are all just fading away right before our eyes. Uh, what do you think of the Merrick Garland hearing yesterday? I think he needs to go. Uh, he's awful. Um, Did you see Trip Ch- uh, Chip Roy? No. Go after him? Uh, this is no. worth playing in its entirety. Here's Chip Roy yesterday in the hearing with our attorney general. Listen. Do you know where Broad Run High School is? It's in Ashburn, Virginia, in Loudoun County, Virginia. Do you know why I care? Because I'm a graduate of Loudoun Valley High School. Despite my family having Texas roots back to the 1850s, I grew up in Loudoun. It was my home. And also I care because on October 6th, a mere 15 days ago, inside Broad Run High School in Loudoun County, Virginia, a young girl was sexually assaulted. Attorney General Garland, are you aware that because Loudoun County prosecutors confirmed that the boy who assaulted this young girl in Broad Run High School is the same boy who wore a skirt and went into a girl's bathroom, sodomized and raped a 14-year-old girl in a different Loudoun County High School on May 28th? Are you aware of those facts? The, the boy was, are you aware firmly, are you, Sorry, are you aware mind. further that the boy was arrested and charged for the first assault in July but released from juvenile detention? This sounds like a state case, and I'm not familiar with it. I'm not sorry. Familiar. Wow. You agree stop, with Loudon Parents? Just a second. This is mm. the attorney general who is now actively engaged in what's going on in Loudon County, and he hasn't heard the biggest story from the last two weeks. He hasn't heard it. Amazing. Continue. Allow a child that has been charged with a rape to go back into a school in that public school system. 
Again, I don't know any of the facts of this case, but, uh, but uh, the way you put it, it certainly sounds like I would agree with you, is but FBI, I don't know the facts of the case. Is the FBI or the Department of Justice investigating the Loudoun School Board for violating civil rights or under authority of, say, the Violence Against Women Act? Uh, I don't believe so, but I don't know the answer to that. I'd ask why not, because on June 22nd at a school board meeting in Loudoun County, Virginia, the superintendent, Scott Ziegler, declared in front of the father of the girl who had been raped that the predator, transgender student, or person simply does not exist. Mm. And that to his knowledge, we don't have any records of assaults occurring in our restrooms. When this statement bothered the father of the girl, I'm a father of a daughter, I believe you are too, sir. The girl who had been raped, sodomized in the bathroom of a high school by a dude wearing a skirt, that father reacted. Now that father reacted by simply using a derogatory word. Would that statement have bothered you if your daughter had been raped, if somebody said that it didn't occur? Again, I, I don't know anything about the facts of this case, but derogatory words are not what my memorandum is about. Well, the victim's mother is heard on a cell phone video telling the crowd what happened. My child was raped at school, she said. Behind her, the victim's father is seen being arrested, bloodied. This man, this arrest of a 48-year-old plumber, became the poster boy for the new domestic terrorism, the Biden administration, the administration in which you serve has concocted to destroy anyone who gets in the way. As the ranking member said, the National School Boards Association wrote a letter to the president citing Smith's case. We all know this to be true. Attorney General, do you believe that a father attending a meeting, exercising his First Amendment rights, and yes, getting angry about whatever lies are being told about his daughter being raped in the school he sent her to be educated in, that this is domestic terrorism, yes or no? No, I do not think that parents getting angry at school boards for whatever reason constitute domestic terrorism. It's not even a close question. And what to be clear, doing? even if there's a threat of violence, do you believe that it is domestic terrorism that the FBI has the power to target American citizens in local disputes because a father gets mad? Now, I'm not saying Mr. Smith did that. In fact, he didn't. I can tell you how I sure as hell would have reacted. Mr. Smith should be given a medal for his calm to be able to hold back his anger. Are you aware that Loudoun County failed to report this sexual assault according to state law? And are you investigating this? Again, I'm sorry, I don't know anything about this case. Are you aware that the Virginia General Assembly, run by Democrats, voted for and Democrat Governor Ralph Northam signed a bill allowing schools to refrain from reporting instances of sexual battery, stalking, violation of a protective order, and violent threats occurring on school property? Is the FBI investigating how this may conflict with the Violence Against Women Act or conflict with your own domestic terrorism uh, efforts? I don't know anything about the Virginia legislation. Do you agree with the following <laughs> statement? As a father or as a cabinet member, Quote, you don't want parents coming into every different school jurisdiction saying that this is what we sh which should be taught here and that this is what should be taught here. Look, the Justice Department has no role with respect to what curriculum is taught in the schools. This is a matter uh, for um, local decision making and not for the Justice Department and we are not in any way suggesting that we have any. I would note that that statement was by a Democratic uh, gubernatorial candidate in the Commonwealth of Virginia. I would note that there are a number of other issues of concerns the Virginia Department of Education, what's being taught there and the, fact, the lack and the total failure of Loudoun County of reporting all of these incidents that have occurred in Loudoun County public schools. I've got eight seconds left. Attorney General Garland, I sent a letter along with my colleague Thomas Massey regarding the incidents of January 6th on May 13th and on July 15th that have not gotten a response from the Department lady, of Justice, and you commit to responding. Mm. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I mean, that, 
where is that in mainstream media? Where is the mainstream media on on all of this? He didn't know about the rape. So wait a minute. You said two weeks ago you were going to investigate the parents. So no investigator has come to you and said, hey, by the way, there's some information that we found a week and a half ago that you should be aware of. I mean, it looks like this is this is nothing, by the way. Uh, it, it came out yesterday that the White House knew all about this. The letter was sent to the White House. The White House then sent the letter to the FBI. As Jim Jordan said in his opening statements yesterday, we write letters to the Department of Justice and we don't hear things for months. In fact, he was just saying we've we wrote something to you about January 6th. We still have not gotten a reply. When are you going to reply? And yet, without knowing the facts from a political organization, he sends in the FBI for something that should be a local issue? Where are the Democrats that are normal? I don't know if you heard, um, Sarah, what was the... um, What's the lady? She's a new Republican. She was questioning, too. She was from uh, uh, former Soviet Union. What's her name? Sparts. Uh, I don't know if you heard Congressman Sparks, uh, but listen to this. Uh, as someone who was born uh, in the Soviet Union, I am dispar- disturbed, very disturbed, uh, by the use of the Department of Justice as a political tool and its power as a police state to suppress lawful public discourse. The FBI is started to resemble old KGB with secret warrantless surveillance, mm. surveillance wiretapping, and intimidation of citizens. School board letter is the latest example. It's interesting that during the Soviet era, the United States criticized use of the domestic terrorism concept in the USSR as a tool to suppress free speech, and political dissent. In your recent statement opposing the Texas anti-abortion law, you said, it is the foremost responsibility of the Department of Justice to defend the Constitution. Do you plan to defend the Second Amendment rights, which are explicitly protected by our Constitution as vigorously as you do abortion rights? Please, yes or no? Yes. Do you believe recent Inspector General FISA report citing widespread and material non-compliance by the FBI with proper due process for surveillance of U.S. citizens is a violation of the Fourth Amendment. I think it's a violation of the FISA Act by itself without even having to get to the Constitution. And we take this extraordinarily seriously. Yeah, really? That's why we have an inspector general. That's why our National Security Division reviews what the FBI does with respect to FISA. Uh, and I know that the FBI director takes this very seriously as well, mm. and they have made major fixes to their practices, so this won't oh. occur again. Um, really? And this is constantly being audited and reviewed uh, by um, our National Security Division. I take this very seriously, and I agree we have to be extremely careful about surveillance of American citizens, only as appropriate under the statute. Potentially, Fourth and Fifth Amendment could be violated if you have material and widespread, as the report says. 
In your June 15 remarks on domestic terrorism, you said that nearly every day you get a briefing from the FBI directing his team. How often do you discuss FISA violations in your briefings? Sorry, I didn't hear that. How often do you discuss the FISA violations when you get your nearly daily briefings with uh, the FBI? Uh, so there's a quarterly review by uh, that, that uh, an intelligence community and the National Security Division submits uh, to the intelligence committees with respect to FISA reviews. Um, and I always review those. I meet with the National Security Division um, relatively routinely to discuss how that's going. Um, so it's not every morning, but um, this review of um, violations of FISA and, and our efforts to make sure that it doesn't happen again is pretty frequent. So it seems like we still get material and widespread. Every report we have material material, not or non-material, and widespread violation. But talking about another topic, I went to the border three times and recently visited air base in Qatar and Camp Atterbury in Indiana, housing Afghanistan evacuees. Uh, and based on what I've seen, uh, I have some questions and significant national security concerns. Former Stop for a second. Isn't it nice to have somebody who is former Soviet Union that is actually mm -hmm. unlike the Treasury you know, the, the, what's scary about that Treasury uh, Office of the Comptroller is that she loves that system. She still loves that system. She's still mm -hmm. saying that's what we should do to our system. We should make the banking like it was over in the Soviet Union, which led to widespread misery and starvation. Uh, and she's OK with that. Any citizen I have ever met of the former Soviet Union is the most vigilant on rights that I've ever encountered. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they know what all this leads to. So what do you say about somebody uh, like the Office of Comptroller who's coming in and is not? It's really scary. It's just frightening. Yeah, it's not like, hey, I can talk about these things in class. Mm -hmm. You would think that somebody like that would talk about these things in class and use them as an example of what not to do because I have personal experience on it. We, if anyone says that we are, um, we are fine. This isn't, they're living in the normalcy bias. And uh, I'll explain that in, in 60 seconds or so. Hang on. First of all, let me, uh, let me tell you about American financing. You've listened this hour and you can, you can hear why now I say get a loan if you need one. They're going to get harder and harder to get. If this stuff passes, uh, it, it you won't have until 2022. It, it is going to change everything financially for everyone. Uh, so please get your get your house in order, get your bills under uh, under control. If you're paying high interest on your credit cards and you have a mortgage, consider a refi. If you have a interest rate at three or four percent, consider a refi right now. American financing. They work for you, not the banks. AmericanFinancing.net has you covered coast to coast. AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is the Glenn Beck Program. 
None of these things that are being done by the Obama administration, or I mean, sorry, by the Biden administration could have been done 10 years ago. Couldn't have been done. Um, and they're all the things we said would happen. And they are happening now at a shockingly fast rate. And the reason why there are a lot of people that are not talking about it yet is because they're in the normalcy bias. They are they're thinking that it will go back to normal, uh, that these people aren't that radical. If there's one thing you need to understand, Joe Biden is a radical Marxist revolutionary in deeds. He doesn't say that. He doesn't talk about it. He sure doesn't sound like it. But in deeds, the people that he is appointing and the things that he is doing is finishing the the fundamental transformation of America. So whether he's doing it or his Obama, uh, you know, former Obama acolytes are are running it. I don't know. I don't care. But the normalcy bias is something that happens when things are way out of whack. You look for things that are normal and it sometimes gets you killed. It is actually a self-defense mechanism so you can rationally deal with things when it's really bad. And but you have to fight parts of it. Parts of it keep you calm, but it's it's part it's the other part of it that makes you who you're when you're already in the stairs going down the World Trade Center, you go, oh, I forgot to turn off my lights in my office. And you go back up the stairs and turn the lights off. That happened to a lot of people and they died. Friends said they were with him and said, oh, I forgot my purse. I'll be right back. Oh, I forgot to take my papers and, and put them in the desk drawer. I'll be right back. And they never made it. That's the normalcy bias. And again, the good part of it is it keeps you calm. The bad part is if you don't recognize that you're in it, you go back up the stairs you have to find those people who don't agree with all of these radical things that look at our banking sector and say no i don't want it to run like the former soviet union if you missed what i talked about 30 minutes ago you need to listen back to the podcast today share it with a friend if they are fine with those things move on if they are in the normalcy bias and say, well, that that can't happen. It is happening. It already is happening. See if you can wake them up. This is the Glenn Beck Program.